Degenerates, welcome back to your favorite podcast, Hold the Line, now featuring Miller High Life. Unofficially, of course. Miller High Life representatives, if you're listening, we are still open for sponsorship. In the studio today, your boy, Frank the Bank, and, of course, Mr. T. Rowe. What's going on, everybody? T-Row here in the studio with Bank. That's right, Bank. You call him Frank. We call him Bank. It's Frank the Bank and T-Row here in the studio. Still down here in Cincinnati doing the thing here in the Queen City. Yeah! Frank also downloaded the soundboard that I downloaded yesterday. So this podcast is going to be double the soundboard action. You might as well just turn it off at this point. It's going to get real annoying real fast. Bank, what's going on, man? We got some things to talk about, including... Some things that might be rather upsetting for you to talk about. I've got one question for you, T-Rail. What, oh, what would you say you do here? Not much. <laughs> All right, let's get serious, kind of. We are watching the Indians-Reds game. Uh, we went ahead and told you to go to the run line on this last night. Indians are winning 13 to nothing in the bottom of the fourth. Hopefully that holds up, although they were winning 4 to nothing in the top of the ninth, and the Reds came back to score seven runs in the ninth and kill our run line. No boogies. <laughs> I've been waiting for that one all day. I know you've been waiting for that one all day. Um, yeah, that was a bad beat there yesterday. Uh, so I'm sorry, all you listeners out there, if you stuck with us and bet the Indians on the run line. Trevor Bauer did his part. He pitched eight innings. He had 15 strikeouts. Cody Allen... In typical Cody Allen fashion, well, maybe not typical, but in what we can expect from Cody Allen sometimes, he blew it. And then the bullpen manager blew it by sending out the wrong pitcher. Terry Francona called for a lefty. They gave him a righty who had pitched the day before. Yeah, not a good look out of the Indians there. I'm a little pissed. You know who didn't blow it? The Reds. It was just like... Bat after bat after bat, baby. I'm, I don't know, I'm conflicted about it because I agreed with you. I called the Indians win, but we both know the rest of my team, so I was also like, Jack, baby. It was weird, though, because I'm listening to last night's podcast this morning while I'm getting ready, right? And literally, as, like, not, it couldn't have been two minutes after we ended last night's podcast is when the comeback happened. Because when we were talking about the game during the podcast last night, Cody Allen was pitching, and it was like the 8th. I think it was, it was the ninth, wasn't it? Was he, the ninth? Yeah, he's a closer. He only came out in the ninth. That's well, pretty whatever. sure Trevor I mean, Bauer pitched it. It, must, it literally happened right after we turned yeah. the podcast off. Oh, yeah. No, it was immediately after. Like, I was feeling good. We were up 4 to nothing, ninth inning. I'm like, oh, our closer's coming in. We got this. You know, one run, two runs, three runs. At that point, I've lost my run line. I'm pissed. So I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and then they go and lose the game to add insult to injury. So very unhappy about that. Trevor Bauer pitched an absolute gem. Joey Votto came up and just destroyed it to uh, end all hopes of that bet. But hey, Indians are up 13-0 today. So Uh, looks like that run line's going to hold. Yeah, bottom of four. 13-0. 13 nothing, But you know what, Frank? I don't care what you say about this game, because Reds still take the series. 
Yeah, that's not possible at this point. Just letting you know. I didn't say they take the sweep. I'm saying they take the series, though. Three-game series, they won the first two. Oh, they take the series. Yeah, the series, but not the sweep. Yeah, uh, another bad beat yesterday, which this was just... It, I, I don't even... Words can't even describe. Just back-to-back knives in my fucking heart. That's my favorite one. Anyway, Astros up four to nothing. We had gone bold. We had gone big. We picked the Strohs and the uh, the Strohs run line and the under. They had to win by two, and the score had to be under eight. They were winning four to it nothing. Was very close. It was perfect. The whole game was going exactly as planned. Four to nothing in the ninth. Oh, let me hit that. Then what happens? Houston blows it. They let four runs in the ninth to Oakland. Four. That, the ending of the game is the craziest ending to a game I've seen this Yeah. Week. Well, I was, I, obviously, I was pissed. I just had a big loss and then followed by another big loss. I couldn't come back from that. They scored eight. The run line was out the window. The under was out the window. It didn't matter because I parlayed them. So one of them lost. They were both gone. Yep. But Houston came back to win in the 11th uh, on my least favorite person in Major League Baseball, Jonathan LaCroix. So <laughs> it was at least a silver lining. He throws. He has two errors from a catcher. How many times has a catcher had two errors? Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't happen. Two errors completely blows the game completely blows the last play of the game. Uh, so if you don't see the game, essentially, it's a bit of a wild pitch, but he gets in front of it. Well, no, I'm sorry. It's not a bit of a wild pitch. No. It's Batter a, makes contact, yeah. but it doesn't go far. LaCroix, it, it probably would have rolled foul. Yeah. He picks ball up and has the possibility to tag the batter for the final out of the game, right? Misses the tag. Misses the tag and fumbles the ball, like bobbles the ball on the tag attempt. Batter takes off for first. He missed throws the throw to first. It goes wild. Uh, Astros scores the winning run. Game over. Game over. Crazy ending to that game. So, anybody listening, any the GNFs out there listening, I don't know. What did I say on Monday? I said, if you're bold like Frank, you take that pick. If you like money like me and you want a strong 401k, you don't. Anybody who likes a 401k, I'm hoping you're smiling right now. Hey, you know what? Both bad beats could have gone the other way very easily if they didn't blow it in the ninth inning. But... I digress. Let's move on. Not We don't dwell on the past here at Hold the Line. We move on to the future. I dwell sometimes. I mean, half the time I rant on this show about things from the past. But, yeah, we'll, we'll move okay. on. We'll dwell, we'll, uh, we won't dwell on the past. We'll move on to the future. The future is now. The future for me today, WNBA. Okay. We got some action going on tomorrow. I bet you weren't expecting that. I wasn't. Did we find lines on this? I did. So... I wanted to pick some WNBA yesterday. Couldn't find any lines for the upcoming games. It's hard when you're picking games for the next day. Usually the lines don't come out until day of for some of these obscure picks that I like to do. But I was able to find a book with some WNBA lines. There's only one game tomorrow. It's Los Angeles and Dallas. And I think that this game is going to be a pretty easy pick. Now, we've got Los Angeles as the favorite, but... Los Angeles has had lots of trouble with this Dallas team. Dallas is hot right now. They're winners of four in a row, five out of their last six. L.A., you know, the Sparks, everybody gives them a lot of credit. 
you know, it just comes with the name, the Sparks. I mean, they've been they're, they're like the one WNBA team people know. Yeah, when the WNBA was formed, they were dominant. Yeah, I mean, they've got Candace Parker. You know, that's the one of the big names out there uh, in the world of women's basketball. But Dallas is no slouch. They've got Skylar Diggins Smith. They've got this up and comer Elizabeth Cambage, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, and they're looking good. I mean, they're dominating right now. For them to be a seven point underdog, I mean, I know they're playing in LA. I know that Dallas isn't the best traveling team, but they've had success against this LA squad. Now, they lost one um, a couple weeks ago, only by four points, though. But the last time they played before that, they won by almost 30. They blew them out of the gym. So, I'm picking Dallas in this one, plus seven. Over-under set at 163.5. Dallas is a high-scoring team. Uh, for a high-scoring team like Dallas, you know, the Wings, I think that they can blow this over-under out and get over, um, especially with another team, L.A. You know, they're no slouches. They're the third-best record in the WNBA. They score a lot of points, too. I think mm-hmm. this is an easy pick. I'm going Dallas plus seven. I like the over in this one. If you want to parlay, make a little extra cash, put down a unit on Dallas plus seven in the over. Something big happened today. Something that a lot of people didn't see coming. The Three Lions, England, they lost. What? Yeah, it's true. To the second smallest country to ever make a World Cup final, Croatia. You know what? It's tough to even be mad about that. We talked about this earlier. What did you say? The, the, the smallest country ever to win the World Cup or make it to the World Cup finals is Uruguay, right? Yeah. So Croatia defeats England today in extra time. They go in extra 30 in this game. It was 1-1 at the end of regulation. I'm looking at the stats here. Low-scoring game, like we know. Croatia only wins by one. They win 2-1. 1-1 going into extra. Well, for soccer, this is, I mean, this is triple a normal yeah, score. True. Normally it's one to nothing. Two to one, like, that's a that's a pretty good score. Yeah. I, yeah. But I'm, I'm looking at the stats here. And Croatia, I mean, it's looking like they handled England pretty well in this matchup. They outshot the English 22 to 11. So double the shots. Seven shots on target for Croatia. Only two for England. Time of possession, Croatia possessed the ball 56% of the times. Uh, and, I mean, I think those stats right there are the most important. They outshot England, they had better quality shots on England, and they possessed the ball longer. I don't know what's going on here. I don't think people really saw this, because I thought you brought up a good point last night, talking about the level of competition Croatia faced to get to the semifinal compared to England. I thought that that was a real valid point there. But, uh, man, they, they stunned. I think they stunned a lot of people today. I don't think a lot of people saw this one happening. Yeah, and I think like a lot of people, you know, even though Croatia had a, a tougher road to get there, I think everybody was kind of swept away with the history of what had been going on with England. You know, they kept blowing matches in the past, and this was the first year that they were really able to kind of get it all together. And I think that that was kind of some of the pageantry. A lot of people were on England, and clearly uh, they were not good enough to cut it against this Croatia squad. Yeah, so... Like, like I said, uh, you know, we talked about this last time. I, I've been pulling for England pretty much the entire World Cup since the United States wasn't in it. 
but hats off to Croatia. Very cool to see a nation that small in the World Cup final. I don't think anybody saw it coming, so very cool to see, and hopefully they can continue this run. Uh, at this point, I want my team to win it all. Yeah, uh, still in all European World Cup, so we're yep. going to the European Cup. European apparently. Cup, yep. Uh, odds came out for the winner. France is the heavy favorite, minus 200. Croatia, plus 180. So I'm not going to make a pick today. I'm going to go ahead and give it some time, settle in, but think about it. Heavy favorites for France. No! All right. We've talked a little WNBA. We've talked a little World Cup. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't give you a second obscure pick for today. Oh, boy. Okay. Where are we going here? We're doubling down. And actually, even though I gave you an obscure pick yesterday, it's really for tomorrow. So you're getting three obscure picks for tomorrow. Wow. Going back to the basics here. Going back to my roots. Right, this is I had a rough roots. I had a rough MLB day yesterday. I still ended up even, but it was a rough day. Could have had a lot of winners. Had I'm you know what I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. We talked about not bringing up the past I'm over you it. did I'm over it. You did Cody Allen did uh did punch you right in the heart. He punched me right in the dick is but, where he punched me. Like six times no, seven times, because that's wow. how many runs he allowed. Wow. Anyway, I'm upset about that. I'm a little hot, but we're moving on. There is another major tournament going on in the world of sports, and that is Wimbledon. And we haven't been giving it any of its due uh, because I don't think a lot of people really watch tennis. I mean, I know some people definitely do around the world, but not in our part of the world. Not so much. Well, slightly. We are in the metro Cincinnati area, and they do play... Uh, U.S. championships here in Cincinnati, but uh, I, I agree with you. It's not uh, one of the major American. Yeah, it's, it's just not really in the mainstream. A lot of people play, but not a lot of people watch yeah, it. Yeah, I love playing tennis. It's yeah, great. It's, it's a good fun. country club I'm horrible sport. At it. I'm horrible at it, but I love playing it. Yeah, it's just fun. Hit the ball with the racket, run around. It's cool. Been to the U.S. Open before. It was cool to go to. Don't really watch a lot of tennis outside of that. Yeah, but I'm still here doing the research. I'm getting the obscure picks for you. We've got a men's doubles matchup versus my with my favorite name in all of men's tennis, Raven Clausen. Whoa. Yeah, do you have any bird noises on that soundboard? No. Need like a I don't. I don't. I was looking for one. I don't have one. Raven Clausen. But I'm gonna give you a rewind to make you say it again. Raven Clausen. <laughs> favorite name in all of tennis, the South African. Uh, he has done pretty well in this tournament in the past. He's made it to the semis. You know, he's a very seasoned player. I like him in this tournament with the New Zealander, Michael Venus. Also um, made it pretty far in this tournament in the past. Made it all the way to the quarterfinals. So they've got some experience on their side. They're facing a team uh, made up of Frederick Nielsen, who's actually won Wimbledon in the past. But that was back in 2012. So he's seasoned as well. I think he's, you know, kind of, I don't want to say past his prime, but definitely not in the, he's not playing the way that he did in 2012. That's okay. for sure. Yeah. Is that yeah, fair? That's fair. That's fair. Um, his partner, Joe Salisbury, from the UK, he's the young gun in all this. He's only 26, uh, so he's, you know, he's still getting some of that experience. I like my boy Raven. 
and uh, Michael in this matchup. Now, I will say they are the favorites in this one, but, you know, like I always say, if you're going to put money down, you might as well put it down on a winner. Even though you're not going to get a ton of return on this matchup, if you're putting money on the other side, you're getting nothing back. So I'm going with the favorites here. I'm going with Raven, Clausen, and Michael Venus, the South African and the New Zealander, to take down Frederick Nielsen and old Joey Salisbury. Old Joey Salisbury old steak. Joey Salisbury steak. I can go for Salisbury steak. That yeah. sounds good. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> so that is tomorrow at 1 p.m. So you've got a full day of obscure sports tomorrow. Yes, you do. Yeah. Start kicking it off with uh, Wimbledon at 1. You've also got the WNBA. I don't remember what time that game kicked off. And then our favorite, which we're going to sit down, get a couple beers, and watch this. The Calgary Stampeders and the Ottawa Red Blacks. Oh, yeah. CFL, baby. <laughs> uh, that, that Dallas Wings game, LA Sparks, is at 3.30. So you can go Wimbledon, WNBA, CFL, and get all three of my obscure picks in tomorrow. Man, that's a full day, man. That is a full day. That is a good day. That's a good day of sports because that CFL game doesn't start until 7.30. So you got plenty of time. Uh, just to remind you, we're all on the Calgary Stampeders tomorrow. They are a uh, minus three and a half favorite. I think that that is a very, very reserved um reserved line for that game. Yeah. I think they're going to win by much more than four points. I agree. Everything I read, basically all the writers think that uh, the Red Blacks need to play a purely flawless game to have a chance in this one. Like I said yesterday, they're both they're in first place in their respective divisions, but they just played. And Calgary won 24-14. Then Calgary had their bye week, and now they're playing again. Yeah. So you tell me how the Red Blacks... Worst team in all of professional sports names. Worst team name in all of professional sports. It's just not. It's not unique. I mean, they they literally like the the name is based on the color of their uniform. That's it. Yeah, you're telling the me uniform is black and red. So yeah. it's the red blacks. You're they, telling me there's nothing in Ottawa that they could have named themselves after. I mean, the hockey team's the Senators because it's the capital. Yeah, they could have been the Capitals. Well, yeah, they could have been the Capitals. Yeah, why not? We talked about this when we were talking about sports teams names. I said. A sports team's mascot needs to be specific to the region. Yeah, and I agree. I think that, that that does add to the team. I don't think it has to be, but I think it's definitely much more meaningful if yeah. it is. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah, Ottawa-Calgary tomorrow. Uh, should be an interesting game, but, yeah, they're basically saying the Red Blacks need to play a flawless game to have a prayer in this one. Um, the Stampeders, I saw their stats for the past three years. They're like 40-10-2. Ten losses in three years. Like I said, but very undervalued line here, three and a half. I think you're getting a deal. Um, it's coming at a value of minus one ten. To me, that's all day. So we've got your obscure picks. We're going back to basics today, getting the obscure picks after a rough day of bold MLB lines. We're going back to what I know best, the world of obscure sports. Doesn't mean we're going to ignore that the major leagues, so. though. Well, no, we're not. And bank, I just want to point. We so we're, we're doing the podcast here. We got the Indians Reds game on TV. Billy Hamilton just hit a triple. You know, I'm, uh, I, know, I know it's a, uh, I know it's quite a lead at seventeen nothing, but don't call it a comeback. Reds are coming back, baby. Rally cap. Billy Hamilton on third, zero outs. All we need is one, and then sixteen more to tie this up. Yeah, 
Top of the fifth. You still got some time. Uh, how close do the Reds get to winning this game? Do they lose by more or less than ten runs? If it's the Reds that I'm familiar with, top of five, Billy Hamilton on third, zero outs, they leave Billy Hamilton stranded. If it's the Reds that I'm familiar with, or if it's the Detroit Tigers, because they do the exact same thing all the time, too. Hilarious. All right. Let's talk a little MLB. We're going to give it a little love. We're not going to run the full slate of picks. But we've got a couple of games we've, we've zoned in on for today. Um, tomorrow's matchups, you know, all new matchups. I'm liking this Phillies-Orioles game. I'm liking the line on it. You know, Phillies are only favored. 115 on the Phillies. Orioles, as we know, are hot garbage. Somehow they pulled off a win against the Yankees yesterday. And I want to give a shout-out to our boy, Ramblin' Man Dan, out there in Baltimore. He put a unit down on a parlay of the Orioles to beat the Yankees and the over. It hit. He's walking away with five more units. So shout-out, Ramblin' Man Dan. Uh, too bad we didn't have you on the show to give that great insight, uh, catching whatever it is that you caught, why you picked them, and uh, you're a big winner today, buddy. That's amazing. That is amazing. Good for Dan. Yeah. I like it. Ramblin' Man. Yeah. Way to go, bud. Way to go. Get some Bud Light oranges, buddy. You deserved them. Are they good? I don't know. I've never. I haven't had it yet. Neither have I. But Dan was Dan was sucking them down on the podcast the other day. Was he? And then he got Joey to start drinking them. So no. I don't know. We got to try it out. All right. So Phillies Orioles. I think you're getting a lot of value here picking the Phillies. Phillies are hot. Orioles are basically garbage. Uh, not the Phillies' best pitcher on the mound in Pavetta, but. Baltimore isn't really doing much better either either in Guzman. So I'm liking the fills in this one. What are your thoughts, T-Row? Excellent. Absolutely excellent. I'm with you. Orioles, uh, I know they picked up that win against the Yankees like we just talked about, but they're still junk. They're not having a great season. They're one of the worst teams in baseball. I don't think they have a prayer in this matchup. All right. So we're on the same side here. Like I said, we're being a little selective today, so probably going to be a few agreeals between myself and T-Row. Speaking of the Yanks... Battle of the big league pitchers here. Luis Severino against my Indians and the big man, Corey Klubot Kluber. What are you looking at? What are you liking about this match? Power up, man. Power up on this pick. This is an interesting game. We got two great teams going at it. New York 59 and 31. Indians 49 and 41. Look at the starting pitchers. We got 14 and 2 and 12 and 4. A 2.12 ERA and a 2.49 ERA for Kluber. This is going to be a hell of a duel on the mound. I'm really looking forward to watching this game. We're going to have to flip back and forth between this and the uh, CFL game because this is going to, I can't stand either team, but this is going to be an interesting matchup. It's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, and don't forget about the lineups of these two teams. I mean, the Yankees just broke the record for most home runs by a team before the All-Star break. Just broke that today. So, breaking news, if you hadn't heard. We're breaking news here on Hold the Line. Uh, the Yankees, <laughs> most home runs by a team before major, before major League All-Star break. But the Indians, I mean, they've got two guys on the team that have 25-plus homers in Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor. That's also a record. So, I mean, we're just breaking records all over the place with these two teams, with their bats, with their um, pitching, 
everything. Now, one thing that, as we know, the Indians struggle in is that bullpen. So I am tempted to take the Yanks here on the road. Minus 107, that is pretty good value to take the Yankees. I don't know. What are you thinking, T-Row? You know what? I know when we were talking about the games we were going to pick on uh, before this uh, podcast, we were pretty much mostly in agreement. But right now, I got to say... Bummer! Because I don't agree with you, bro. I don't agree with you. And mark this down as another breaking news story here released on Old Line. Uh, Historical moment here right now. I am choosing the Cleveland Indians to actually win a game. I know they win a lot of them, but I never choose them. You just chose them yesterday. Yeah, but not with my heart, though. <laughs> okay. Not with my heart. This right. one's with your heart? Not not so much either, but I, I just, uh, I just, I mean, Cleveland's having a fantastic night tonight. I think that keeps it rolling with them. I think Kluber does good work on the mound tomorrow, and I think they pick up the W. Yeah, I mean, Kluber, he, he got blown up by Oakland in his last start. Like, legit blown up. Very out of character for Kluber. He typically bounces back from those kind of, I don't even want to call it meltdown. I don't even know what you would call it. Those kind of aberrations, those type of errors. He normally bounces back from that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm thinking I'm just feeling the Yankees in this one. I hate it. I hate myself for saying it. I'm trying to be objective. I think I'm going with the Yanks. All right. We're on opposite sides here. Yanks and T-Row on the Tribe. That's... That's that's new right there. All right, last game of MLB that we're going to talk about, Rays and Twins. This one's happening in Minnesota. You know, not a major headliner there. I don't think a lot of people are, you know, really running out to, here's me bashing on the Twins again. On, you know, I don't mean to. I'm sorry, Minnesota. But your team kind of stinks. Sub-500. Rays aren't much better, barely over 500. Yeah. But it's pretty good value. Rays are only minus 116. They've got you know who I someone I consider their ace on the mound, uh, Blake Snell. Minnesota's got a below average pitcher, Kyle Gibson. I think we can go ahead and safely say that the Rays take this one on the road. Yeah, we're in agreement. Blake uh, Blake Snell is a difference maker in this game. Like we said, two. Very, very extremely average to below average teams going at it in this one. Blake Snell's a difference on the mound. Uh, I, I take the race in this one. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and the games that he has lost this season are only because he didn't get the run support that he needed. Um, I'm definitely taking the Rays. I know it's their slight favorite, but you're getting your money's worth because you're picking a winner. Go with the Rays. All right, T-Rail. One more thing I want to bring up with you tonight. All right, hit me with it. We've got a pitcher on the Cleveland Indians, Trevor Bauer, who came out and said that he will not sign any more than one-year contracts. Do you want to know why? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem natural. Yeah. Well, there is no fucking reason why, other than the fact that he made a bet with his friends that if he did sign a a multi-year deal, that they get to shoot him in the nuts with a paintball gun from 10 feet away. Oh, come on! Are you serious? 100% serious. There is no rhyme or reason why anybody would ever agree to a bet like that if they were on the receiving end of that paintball. Yeah, 
And I love Trevor Bauer. Like, to me, he's the Philip Rivers of Major League Baseball. He's got the same exact demeanor. He's got the same exact competitive edge. He goes out there with that bulldog look and just is so competitive. He does things like he did yesterday when he struck out Votto and then just talked shit to him as he walked back to uh, the dugout. Okay. And I love that. I love that about the guy. Fiercely competitive. Listen, I like that in baseball. It's the same as when... Uh, a batter hits a home run and takes his time to watch it before he drops it back. I personally love that. Yeah. I just I just don't see why would you like handicap yourself from making the most money possible or physically handicap yourself by letting someone shoot a paintball at your court. It makes no sense. Zero sense. I need to learn more about how this started because it didn't like I I don't like why would you where where did it even come from? I don't know. Like, I'm so lost in this whole thing. That's not a person I want to be around, because now I'm going to start fearing for my safety, because of the crazy ideas they're coming up with. Well, it's the same dude that cut open his hand during the playoffs because he was messing around with his drones. Like, (laughs) (laughs) he just does weird shit. Yeah. Like, he's got this whole training regiment where he, like, runs and, like, throws the balls. It's like almost like the Happy Gilmore of baseball. Like, where Happy runs up and hits the ball as hard as he can. Like, he runs up and throws the ball as hard as he can. He's got this whole pregame ritual. He's an odd dude. I like him because he's a fierce competitor, but an odd dude. Odd dude, indeed, apparently. Well, folks, thanks for listening to us here at Hold the Line. We appreciate your patronage, and we look forward to having you on another episode, potentially tomorrow, maybe the next day, maybe both. We'll see. You can follow us at Hold the Line Pod, and feel free to check out our website, htlpod.wordpress.com, and uh, we'll see you next time. Be good, everybody.